Hello everyone, welcome again to Dating Down God's Way. I'm your host, Tolu Falode. Today we're going to be talking about godly friendships. Specifically, do godly friendships still exist anymore? Godly friendships, of course. I said friendships. Do godly friendships still exist anymore? That's what we're going to be talking about today. And to discuss this with me, it's my very, very good friend, Ore. Ore and I have known each other for years. We go way back. So let me just give you a bit of a background on Ore. Ore Tamara Adebayo Oke is the founder of Tammy's Gourmet. She has a bachelor's degree in economics, politics, and international relations, and a master's degree in international human resource management. After she experienced a life-changing road accident, Ore felt God leading her to leave her high-flying job in a top tech firm and pursue her passion. In 2018, she opened up an online dessert boutique that is Tammy's Gourmet, having participated in successful festivals like the Eat Drink Lagos and GTV Food Festival. And she hasn't looked back since. In her spare time, Aura consults for other food businesses and manages social media accounts for small and medium businesses worldwide. Now, I'm going to invite Aura on to talk specifically about godly friendships because she is one of my very close godly friends. So I just wanted you all to have a bit of perspective on what it looks like when you are friends with someone in a godly manner. Hey, Aura. Welcome to Dating Down God's Way. How Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Hi. Thanks so much for having me. I'm good, thanks. How are you? <laughs> oh, fine. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. This is basically how our relationship is. Okay. So let's get serious. Let's get serious. Okay. So we're going to be talking about a couple of things today. Yeah, let's um, get serious. <laughs> okay, stop it. So we're going to be talking about a couple of things today. So first thing we're going to talk about is <laughs> we're going to first talk about church, right? So I wanted to ask you, okay, okay, what is one thing you would change about church? Like growing up in the church, what is one thing you would change about how people perceive the church? What is one thing I would change about how people perceive church mm-hmm. um i feel like some people sometimes get carried away uh with their appearance on a sunday and it kind of takes away from the essence and the main reason why you're going to church so some people don't go to church if they don't have anything to wear or they don't go to church if like maybe their eyes are swollen or puffy or you know they're not um looking their best but that's not the reason why we go to church so I would take away the perception that you have to like always show up and show out on a Sunday you can come to church in your jeans you can come to church in your trainers you can come to church in your braids in your wig braids you don't have to come in like your best wig although it is nice but as long as you come to church and you take something away from it your parents as long as obviously you're presentable and you're tidy and decent and you smell nice like obviously you should shout it and stuff so yeah. as long as the basics are there just yeah. get yourself to church nothing else really matters because as long as you you go that's a good point, you show I up did i ever tell you like there was this one time there's this church i think like that particular culture pertains mostly to african 
and black churches let me yeah let me i agree african yeah because i mean african-american churches i don't think they're like us when it comes to african churches like i think that like for instance now okay for you all that don't know i'm based in lagos and obviously lagos we it's a it's a nigeria is a, it's a very religious country so we tend to go to church on sunday or muslims go to the mosque during the week as well so like did i tell you that there was one instance where i was when i first became serious with my faith i went to this really popular hip church and it was all about dressing just like what you said right now you know there are some churches like that yeah. right like they're just so focused on dressing so like yeah exactly there. there's so many right? churches like that yeah like it's so it's very unfortunate and and sometimes people feel like they're not like you just said dressed well enough to go to the church they don't look good enough do you know like i was getting ready and i forgot my bible like it was the last thing i remembered and i literally felt so convicted mm. in my spirit like like i picked it but i only picked it because i was going back to i think get something to do with beauty whether i was a makeup brush or something and i was like oh wow I'm definitely supposed to be going to church for Jesus, but I feel like this whole atmosphere, I think the atmosphere they create makes it seem as if you're going to church like a fashion show, you know? Let's see what she's wearing, let's see what he's wearing, that kind of thing. And it was actually one time I came to... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I wouldn't say this normally, but because I'm talking to you and I'm just being very honest. There was one time I came to your church, like, you know... Aura stays. Aura lives in mm-hmm. Ireland. I came to I came to um your church. Like you invited me to church, and I wasn't. What I was wearing was was mismatched, and you told me that I was <laughs> that what I'm wearing doesn't go, doesn't go. <laughs> <laughs> I never. Yeah, but I probably told you. Oh, like if you had to come out with me. <laughs> Firstly, I probably told you that because you'll come with me and I didn't want anyone to be I like, didn't oh, come this, with you. This <laughs> I met you in the Yeah, church. but I invited you. And you I know. Standing with me. I'm just saying. Yeah, but Tolly, even if we went out to the cinema, I literally would have been like, why are you wearing that? I know. I'm not saying you were honest. Yeah, you shouldn't leave your house with mismatched clothes on a normal day. Well, I didn't know that I was mismatched, obviously, <laughs> because if I knew, I wouldn't have come dressed like that. Anyway, so there was that, there was that incident, right? So that's, okay, this pertains to godly friendships. I feel like in godly friendships, you have to be very truthful with each other, right? So, like, you have to know, like, Ori and I, for instance, like, she was just saying, like, she would tell me. Yeah. Exactly. Even though it would make me feel bad, she would still tell me. And I would do the same, right? Like, I would tell her. So, there have been certain instances over our friendship where you'll be like, oh, Tolu, what do you think about this, right? Or I'll be like, oh, Ori, what do you think about this? Because it's, I feel like a very true chord with godly friendships is being honest with one another and being able to share and be vulnerable and transparent with one another. I think we can both agree on that, right? So um, I just wanted to mention that experience of you telling yeah, me that I was, I was mismatched, but it's okay. It's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, convenient. So um, I just want to also say that... Um, <laughs> what do you want to say? What? No, I just want to say that another thing is, even though... Um, like a lot of people may be pushing their idea of church on you it's also important to not let them influence you and we're going for like a fashion show and 
I don't know, maybe you felt like they were being judgmental. It's important for you to know why you're going and maybe not get caught up in that, just speaking generally, because it's very easy to um, be influenced in today's age and like want to dress a certain way because people are doing that, but you just have to like remember why you're going yourself, basically. Exactly. I think that whole, that goes back to the whole theme of having a personal relationship with God so that he, he, the Holy Spirit would definitely convict you, like that whole incident with me forgetting my Bible or nearly forgetting my Bible. So it would, it would show you the posture of your heart, like you're saying, for sure. Okay, all right. So I was wondering, do you think that belonging to a church is necessary to be a true follower of Christ? Do, do you think it's necessary? Um, I'm, I wouldn't agree with the, your wording uh, in the okay. sense that is it necessary for it to be um, is it necessary for you to belong to a church to be a true follower of Christ I would say it's advisable and it's good um, to belong to a church for many reasons there are lots of benefits um, belonging to a church doesn't necessarily make you um, a true follower obviously it's by your actions but belonging to a church gives you a sense of family it gives you a support system and it also gives you people to be accountable to and it also um, encourages you to be more active in your faith and okay. there's less it's less likely you'll kind of backslide if you have that support system around you I completely agree with that how do you think it happens how do you think it applies rather in dating because like you know I've had women ask me this kind of question oh he doesn't belong to a church he's kind of alternative but he's a Christian and I'm literally doing air quotes because I personally don't subscribe to that I I, I and I agree with what you said about the wording as well I wouldn't say belonging but at least attend right like attend yeah. a church for sure that would help a lot like how do you think it applies in relationships do you think you should date someone that says they're a christian but isn't attending a church or says they're to, well? to be very 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 honest with you there are people that there are guys that go to church every sunday they're serving they're ushers they're, they're ministers well not, they're i don't know about wolves. ministers but they're ushers they are in the they're choir they're clean they clean the church every sunday and they're like yeah, they're, yeah, the, they're the worst people ever Mm-hmm. yeah they are the worst people ever and they don't actually have a grasp on what it means to be christian and then there are people who do call themselves christians and don't necessarily attend church on sunday for whatever reason but they still have a grasp of their faith and they are true sons of god do you know what i mean they're not like all these demons and devils in disguise so mm. i don't know i think that is a tough one because in the real world that's the truth in a perfect world yeah go and date somebody that goes to church every sunday and belongs to a church but if even if you do that it doesn't mean that person is going to necessarily bring you closer to god or help you the person might even just drive you crazy to be very honest and it's happens it happens it's happening yeah i i completely agree but at the same time i think that it's important that for the same reason you said earlier to be grounded to have an accountability circle to kind of have the word even says in Hebrews, I don't remember the particular passage, but do not forsake the gathering of believers. 
So I think that it's important that you have that particular circle of accountability. And when you're dating someone, it's important that they also belong to a circle of accountability within a church. I mean, definitely. Yeah, but Tolly, even if they do, it doesn't. What, they can belong to um, a circle of people, but then they could still be like cheating or talking to six yeah, girls at the same right, time. But all right, just because they don't go to church doesn't mean that they will stop doing that anyway. No, I'm not saying one over the other. Mm. I am saying more so that when you're looking to date someone, you should look at their actions over what they say. Uh, do yeah, they behave like faith, a true Christian? But their do faith that, is their, important to that does, now. Their faith is yeah, so is their, faith, is their faith matching their words and their actions? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? I know. So you're Christian. I'm not saying don't go and don't date anybody in the church because they're all bad. I'm just saying when you're looking for someone to date, don't don't let it then look let at this criteria church. But what I am saying is that it should definitely be there because it is dangerous to to date someone that is well that's all nice and humble and sweet and whatever, but doesn't have an uncle. Do you understand? Like doesn't have yeah, like a gravitation. Right. Like that's what I'm saying. But at the same time, I agree with what you're saying about how oh, just because he attends church doesn't mean he's a perfect guy. He could be the worst of them all for sure. But I think yeah. like and it goes but, for girls too. Yeah, There's of some course. Very silly girls that attend church that, every Sunday, but then I, they, they lie, they bitch, they gossip. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I completely all of that. Yeah, but at the same time, to to kind of to to kind of wrap this up, this particular angle, I think that at the same time, it's best that you have your own relationship with God, you have your own church that you attend, and that will put you in a position where you can discern. I think that this is where discernment comes in a hundred percent. Like this is where you are meant. You will know when something is off, whether or not he's preaching on the altar you will know whether this guy is good or not. Like, you would you just be more sensitive to his actual qualities as opposed to what he's showing people, as opposed to his facade. So, like, I feel like it's very important that you date someone that has a church that they go to. Like, that's how I personally feel. I'm not saying it will make them perfect. I'm not saying it will cancel out any of their other qualities. But I am saying that it's important that you are with someone that understands not forsaking the gathering of the brethren, right? Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like fair enough. Okay, so we're gonna talk now about purity in relationships and how that applies to godly friendships. So what I wanna ask now is with regards to relationships, I feel like Ori and I, this is me talking to the listeners by the way, I feel like Ori and I have a very honest relationship. Am I, am I am I being correct or like when it comes to sharing yeah. about our relationship histories, about our dealings with men, about um about um our experiences, right? Um, mm-hmm. and I think like that's very important in a godly friendship where you don't feel judged, right? Or you don't feel like, oh, if I tell her this, she's going to look at me a certain way. Or if I say this to her, she's going to use it against me kind of thing, right? So how do you yeah. feel about that? How do, how do you feel about having a friend that will be able to be transparent and vulnerable with you in regards to how, how much they are remaining pure and how purity applies in their relationship 
with their boyfriend or their partner? Do you think it's important? Well, I think, yeah, I think it is important. It depends on what you're trying to do. If you are trying to, like, stay pure and maintain a pure relationship with your boyfriend, then you need somebody to talk to you about that. And what's the point in having friends if you can't speak to them about that? And also that is a pretty challenging journey. Um, mm. So you need somebody to discuss your challenges with, somebody who might have also been in the same situation. Um, can also help you overcome those challenges. You can talk through it. You know, it's very important to have friends who Yeah, but are, how do you know? You know, like, I feel like we're fortunate in the sense that we have that kind of relationship and um, there, there are people in our lives that we have, we share that kind of relationship with, but some people aren't so lucky. I mean, I've had girls send me messages about, oh, how do you find godly friends? Or how do I deal with this particular situation? Because I have no one to talk to kind of thing. Because there are some friends that smile at you, but they are literally the enemy in disguise. They will take anything you give them and spread it and even germinate it and turn it into something else. So how do you think like you can make sure that you have a godly friend? How do you even find godly friends? Like, what do you think? I feel like it, you need the spirit of discernment. When you feel peace with a certain person, then that's when you can open up and talk to them. But then you also need to have wisdom because it's not just any Tom, Dick and Harry that you open up to about your life experiences, what you're going through, because not everybody will have the same heart as yours. That's why you have girls out there that see somebody and they're friends with them for like a month and then you're like, oh yeah, oh my gosh, my best friend forever. And then they open up, tell them everything about their life and then you find that your news is on the front page Mm. of your local newspaper or something like that or you find out everybody knows your gist you need wisdom you need a spirit of discernment and with regards to godly friends I don't know how I would classify that I would rather say like you have friends that share the same interests and values not even interests but the same values as you so they hold certain things in high regard like politeness mutual respect Mm-hmm. Um, you don't even I personally feel you don't have to be speaking about God 24-7 in yeah. order for mm-hmm. your friendship to be classed as a godly friendship it's just something that honors God in the sense that it's there's just no negative vibe there aren't any negative vibes involved and it's literally as simple as that a godly friendship is one with positive vibes only there's no jealousy there's no backbiting there's no bitching there's no no trace of being two-faced from either party just positive vibes nothing negative just that that's it basically mm-hmm. you're I, encouraging I, each other you're helping each other reach your goals yeah and i think that and there's no judgment of course like i completely agree like and i think that it happens it happens gradually you learn about each other like, but I think that it starts from the point of being on the same page in terms of values, like you said. You can't just go out and say, oh, I'm looking for a godly friend because it's, it, apply, it applies the same way we were just discussing about men in the church. You go to the church and that's where you meet the worst people and the people that gossip the most about you. And, you know, you think they're your friend, but then they're two-faced, right? So I think, like, it has to do with regards to our own friendship I think that from my perspective, and I'm going to ask you about yours, I think the way we started being friends is, well, it was, it was a situation where we were, at the same, we were at the right place at the right time, 
right? Like we we met at a point in our lives where it was it, it was just easy for us to be friendly with one another because we attended the same school, we were going through the same phase in life, that kind of thing, right? And um, I think at the end of the day, God ordains your steps to be able to meet people that he has positioned in your life to be on this journey with you, to keep you accountable on this journey. Because for all my friends that are godly, like that is all my godly friendships, I can say that God positioned them in my life at a a critical stage. At the time, it may not have looked critical. It may look like, oh, something very simple. Like I said, hi, hello. But in hindsight, it looks like, okay, definitely I can see how God was in the picture. For you, how would you say our friendship has kind of evolved in a way that mirrors a godly friendship? Like from your perspective, just so like listeners have an idea of how it starts and how it looks like. That's what I'm trying to do, by the way. Um, okay, so how does a godly friendship start? Like, how did ours start? Like, As I said, from your well, I just met you in school. Well, I just met you in school. Yeah, we went to the same school, and I mean, I was like, mm, this girl looks lonely. Let me just go and talk to her. Oh my days! Yeah, just nothing. Yeah. You don't Being a Christian and all, I met. had to uh, offer some charity. Let me do remember the first time we met. You don't even remember. Okay, Omri and I have this relationship where she forgets, and I remember everything. Tell you. Well, is it not true? How? Okay, fine. Okay. I don't know. Let's disagree. No, disagree. No, yeah, this is what you say when I'm right. This is what she does by the way. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, no, yeah, this is how sure. it happened, Omri. Let me refresh your memory. Okay. Oh, I just okay. Fine, no, go on. Let me remind you what happened was we were both in. You know how they used to make us in our. We met when we were doing A levels. Um, you know how they used to make us um have study time. Forget what they called it, but we had a study yeah session thing going on, and it was like it was on the ground floor of our school. So I remember sitting down for study time and then we had this teacher and this is going to be very honest with you ladies and guys if you're listening to this it was a predominantly white school right or am i correct it was a predominantly well, yeah, it was white school um white country <laughs> exactly but it was predominantly white so, i don't know if i could say the name of the country but yeah oh my days okay so okay what happened was as a predominantly white school so you'd kind of notice if there was a new black student you kind you will notice like you you would just notice and i'm sure if some of our listeners have studied in predominantly white in fact in the abroad let me just put it plainly you would know that okay this is something that happens you just know when there's another black student around and you become curious because it's natural. Somebody that looks like you, obviously. So I sat beside Ore and then one of our teachers came and I was like, I was like, oh, you guys, you guys should get along. This was one of our white teachers, by the way. She was like, oh, you guys could get along. Um, and she said something or the other. And then Ore laughed. And I was like, okay, she seems like a very interesting person because she laughed at the comment and I thought the way she laughed at the comment was funny. So I laughed uh, okay, as well. Okay, well, I was actually was... laughing because I don't even discriminate. You don't even with remember. Para, so... You don't <laughs> even remember. So how would you know why you were laughing? <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, okay I'll so, let you have to. All right, let me finish. 
you clearly don't remember. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, so what happened was she started laughing and then I started laughing and that was how our friendship started. But she, of course she doesn't remember because I remember everything. So no, I wasn't walking through the whole hallway looking at <sighs> me and then you were being a Christian charitable person and found me. That's not what happened. <laughs> In any case, what, I think what this shows at the end of the day is it's very natural, right? It just, it's just very natural. It doesn't seem forced. It flows very easily. Um, you all can relate to each other easily. Your friendship grows naturally. It's organic. It's not one of those friendships that um, and one person is trying to up the other one, right? Nobody's trying to, trying to use the other one for any particular, um, any, any particular end game. It's a very natural friendship when it's godly. And, you, and for Ori and I, from my perspective, I'm not going to ask her how's it came. From my perspective, it was a situation where it was just natural. And it just turned out that, oh, we have the same values and um, we've been friends for over, all right, it's been over 10 years now, right? If you remember. Um, yeah. We've been friends for over 10 that. years and the, the friendship has just kind of evolved. So godly friendships have a, have a way of sticking through time, right? They have a way of surviving challenging times because we've both gone through challenging experiences um, but our friendship has survived and it has matured through them, right? So that's how a godly friendship looks. Okay, so Aura, moving on, I wanted to ask you about relationships, right? So I'm just going to ask you about past relationships and how you think your experience can help women, that is, godly women. So what do you think with regards to your past relationships is important as a godly woman to know before you enter a relationship? Oh my word. It's, imp- it's important. You sound like know. you have lots to say. Like- no, it's very simple. It's very, very simple and short, okay. short okay. and sweet. It's important okay. to know your boundaries. Mm. It's important to know what you want and it's important to know what you're willing to take and not willing to take. Right. That is it. If you do not know those things, then you will be <clears throat> pushed around, played around, insulted, stepped on, and confused. Okay, that's, that's very true, actually. So what do you think a woman should do if she can't get over a toxic ex? Um, if you can't... I, I'm very, like, methodological, methodological. So basically, I, like, I feel like if something is happening and you can't really find a solution for it, you need to like go through due processes. So I would say you should write down what you liked, what you didn't like, why you, and also write down why you can't get over him. Now look at the list of things that you didn't like. Look at the list of things. You also need to write down why you guys broke up. Look at what you broke up sorry look at the list of um why you broke up look at the list of things you didn't like then say to yourself am i willing to accept this can i go the next five years six years going through this if you can then i mean go back you know go Go back back and suffer Oh, yeah go back and suffer you go back and you suffer because toxic like obviously we're all adults Mm -hmm. 
no I'm obviously being sarcastic because if you yeah. know someone is toxic you know what happens if you drink something toxic you, you're gonna die mm. I'm not saying you're gonna die but it's just no, not I going get, to have any positive outcome for you definitely not or you leave mm. and you just let time take over the heartbreak you let time heal your heartbreak but you what? either you can either stomach it or you can't okay and most times you can't right so how do you think how do you think having a godly friend is different from let's say a friend that isn't put that isn't that doesn't subscribe to the faith how do you think having a godly friend helps to get over someone that you know is toxic or to leave a relationship that you know you're finding difficult to leave but you know it's not good for you what do you think is the difference there when it's a when you have a godly friend um, well, I think what your godly friend will do in that kind of situation is will offer you advice that you might not even know it's... But maybe God might use your godly friend to give you advice. Mm-hmm. And you might not even know that it's God that's using the person. And the person might also not know that God is using that person to speak to that's the friend that needs the advice. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, sure. I think it's important because there are certain times you actually need to pray the toxicity or the toxic person out of your life it's, mm. it's not easy like everybody knows it's not easy mm-hmm. there are certain times you actually need to just be like oh my god i need this person out talking about it helps it kind of gets out of your system because one day you're going to get tired of talking about it to be right. very honest one time one day you're going to get tired of talking about it talking about it helps you get it out of your system the godly friend may also offer scriptures that you can pray with remind you of your worth remind you whose child you are and not let you settle for less your godly friend may also introduce you to people who are not even like guys just girls a group of people who could take your mind off it you know there are a lot of things that a godly friend will do that come out um of being a godly friend yeah i think that's very valuable like especially the part where you said god god will use that person and the person will not even know that god is speaking through them i feel like that's so powerful and it's so true because you know as a friend you just want to be able to support your friend obviously but when you have a relationship with god there's a certain wisdom, there's a certain enlightenment, and you, and you may say something that will strike a particular chord that you didn't even know, right? But God knows. Does that make sense? Like, I may make a comment about, oh, this is what ABN, yeah, this is definitely. what you should do, and I would just make it in passing, and I don't even know where it comes from. It just kind of came out of me, right? And it would be the difference between returning yeah. that call and blocking the person, right? And you wouldn't even know. Like, I wouldn't know, and you may know, but I wouldn't know that, oh, I've said something that has, that I've said one thing that has changed the situation entirely from your perspective. So that's why I think, like, what you just said right now is so powerful when it comes to godly friends. And I think that's why it's so important to have godly friends in your life. And it's, and I've, I feel like when you have a relationship with God, it just comes with the territory. He will introduce you to people that are good for you, and he will also remove people that are bad from you out of your life. So I don't think it's something that you have to sit down and think, oh, where can I find a godly yeah. friend? Because you definitely meet people in the church. Have you ever met people you want to be friends with, but it just never actually worked out, even though they are Christians, right? 
and they have their own relationship with everything, yeah. but it just didn't work out. So I feel like just because they are godly doesn't mean they are called to mm. be your friend in Christ, right? So like that's that's another angle to that. So I want to ask now about finances and debt. Like, what is your perspective on helping out your friend when it comes to finances and debt? Like, okay, in the course of our relationship, I feel like we have gone through changes in how we relate with finances, just based on age, um, um, different life choices, different career paths, and so on and so forth, right? And backgrounds and everything, and even geographical location, even, right? So, like, I think that from my from my perspective it's it's helped to be able to there's this undertone that's still running through um this whole conversation this undertone of being honest and transparent with one another like i'm honest with or when it comes to making financial decisions be it for my business be it at work be it for my career um and i feel like she's the same way with me but i want to hear your own perspective on that as a Christian woman, right? When it comes to um, finances and savings and debts, like how do you think relating with your godly friend helps? Um, relating to them? Do you mean like discussing it? Yeah, yeah, discussing it with them, um, hearing their opinions, um, taking their advice, not taking their advice, the whole thing. Do you, do you, um, well, I think is it a good idea in the first place to discuss your finances with your friend? It depends who the, like, you shouldn't use the, the term friend loosely and everybody should know that. Not everybody you speak to is your friend. You have friends and then you have acquaintances. Friend, a friend is somebody you can trust with your secrets. An acquaintance is someone you speak to and you don't go into depth about certain things so they don't need to an acquaintance doesn't need to know your financial status an acquaintance doesn't need to know if you if you can't go out because you just spent x amount of money on a bag for example your friends you can say oh my gosh totally i actually i can't i let yesterday i spent so much money do you know what i mean so a friend is someone you can confide in and you know you can confide in not i think i can confide in this person Um, right yeah no let me just tell them what's up Mm. yeah you're not sure if you're not sure that's not your friend and you shouldn't actually um use your personal information to test it and find out but I think that sometimes you need advice I feel like a lot of us are in the same boat Mm -hmm. um so it's good to get advice like I spent this oh my gosh my business is taking up so much of my money what do I do and it really helps you re-strategize refocus your and refocus and re departmentalize your your um your finances so for example when I left my job I needed to and I was starting my business I needed to change the way I was spending my money but I didn't really I didn't that didn't hit me as quickly as it should have so I was still out you know shopping I was still buying buying my bags I was still buying my shoes I was still eating out like every other day you know I was still flying up and down mm-hmm. and then I spoke to I think it was you Tori or yeah I think I spoke yeah, to you and you were like you now need to invest that money in your business instead mm-hmm. of 
invest in it in all these things that you're buying because this is now a priority for you and I if she hadn't if you hadn't said that I wouldn't have known I would have carried on Mm. and it just would not have benefited me as much as it would benefit me to invest that money I was spending into my business Mm. but then you also have to make sure you're speaking to people who are like-minded and in a kind of same situation as you so if I tell Tolly oh Tolly I'm right I'm gonna go I'm going to um, the Bahamas next weekend Mm. you're not she's not gonna be like why is she going there oh my (laughs) gosh I wish I could go there too why is she just spending money anyhow like that do you understand that's not a friend that's not friendship and there's an undertone of jealousy yeah for sure in that person's narrative you know you have to make sure that the person is actually your friend and you guys are on the same page and you understand each other in that sense I completely agree with everything you said and I also think like it's important to have a friend like I love how you defined friendships and acquaintances as completely different things and like the clarity is key for listeners so like Aura said I completely agree with being able to discuss certain personal things with your friend using the term very specifically and the whole undertone of having a godly friend like there are certain things that I would tell already that I wouldn't tell my colleagues at work obviously or someone I just met yesterday or somebody that I know through you know through my family and so on and so forth but at the same time I also think it's important to remember that when you have that friend you can confide in and you know has your back and you know supports you you can that information has more weight that advice carries more weight like she just mentioned or if she says like you know you 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 need to invest a certain amount of money in your business and so on and so forth i have her best interest at heart so she knows that my advice is coming from a good place as opposed to an acquaintance that you don't know where that person is coming from or what their agenda is and another thing is i like in in the course of our own friendship i've also told ore some certain things that oh i'm thinking about doing this so i share my vision sometimes with ore and with like friends that I can trust because it's important to know that, okay, what I'm doing is not something that doesn't have any, any chance of success. Like, I mean, a vision obviously is something that you carry mostly in your head. It's in the early stages of being conceived. But at the same time, it's like when you're physically pregnant, you share the news with only a specific group of people. And they give you advice. So if I have a vision today, I would share it with Ore, right? Because we've been friends for a very long time. We have history together. We trust each other and so on and so forth. So I think that having a godly friend also plays a part in that when it comes to investing my finances in that vision, right? Because I mean, say I want to invest X, X amount of money and Ore can give me a very realistic and yet a very... Um, friendly perspective on how to use that money that would not be overrun with jealousy. Does that make sense? Or are you following? Yeah. yeah. So, like, I completely agree with how how we both just described how godly friendships play a part in finances and so on and so forth. So now I want to ask about like media, like books, shows, movies. How do you think like having a godly friend would affect the kind of movies you watch, the kind of books you read, the kind of shows you listen to? I also think like with friendship it's in a friendship you need to discover who you are 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to discover who you are, just, and you also need to discover your boundaries, what you like and what you dislike. So having said that, if you like horror movies and your friend is like, oh, watch this romantic comedy, obviously you're considerate, but it doesn't mean you have to watch it. No, of course Do you not. get what I mean? So say you have an, a friend that is not godly, mm-hmm. uh, and your friend says, watch this film. But you know that film, you you might have some weaknesses that that film might expose or mm. might, um, you know, it might... Exploit. Kick, yeah, exactly. It might kickstart some things that you're already dealing with. Mm. So you should be able to be like, hey, nah, I'll just, I'm just going to watch this instead. Do you know what I mean? So having a godly friend, I guess it will um, kind of encourage you. I'll put it in, a, in practical terms. So for example you we share podcast titles um and to give me tips on pages to follow and then I might give you tips on how to like do certain posts on Instagram or follow this person or did you hear about this did you see this post so I think I'll look at it in a positive way so it can expand your or broaden your horizons and in that sense uh, in in turn increase the opportunities you have and change the way you see life that's how um your friendships or your friendships in life should influence you they should all have a positive aspect in in your life it should bring something new to the table no two people are the same no two friends are actually the same in most cases opposites attract so you should be bringing something to the table that i'm not maybe not aware of or even if we're aware of the same thing we have two different perspectives on it Mm. you know yeah completely i agree and i even to even share a personal experience i remember i shared with Ore there was one particular show i was really getting into by mistake and i wasn't particularly comfortable with it in my spirit (laughs) what this is actually very serious though oh there we go you see she's doing it right now I wasn't comfortable. No, I'm just saying. I'm saying you're doing doing, This is a serious thing. You're doing a good thing. I'm not doing a bad thing. So (laughs) basically what happened was I got into, um, I was watching this show and my spirit wasn't comfortable with it. And I was, I knew I should stop. So I spoke to Aura about it and Aura was like, okay, you need to stop watching this show. But if I had spoken to someone. Can I just say something? Because. Can I, sorry to interrupt you, but I feel like a lot of like Christian people, they're like, I was watching the show and my spirit wasn't comfortable with it. This is actually a very serious issue. It's not an issue. It's not a show where, oh, you saw kissing in it or they were touching or something like that and that troubled not your that, Not that that's actually... okay. It's yeah, not, not that... Okay. <laughs> it's not okay. Yeah, not that that's okay, but I just feel like a lot of like, some people can be a bit pretentious and be like oh my gosh there's just too much kissing because that, 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 that is also lost. however having said that some people are sensitive huh <laughs> that's lost yeah some people Those can't deal with it exactly not that you should even yeah, watch some people can't deal with it predominantly sexual oh in nature, by the way or like seriously you can't watch shows that are <laughs> that's not what i'm saying what i I'm know say, yeah I, it's like it was a serious thing but yes, like, please go ahead with your story. Like, no, it's not a story. We're making sure the listeners are following. Just like when you're watching a show that is lustful, you shouldn't be watching that because the words 
also says lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and pride of life. You have to guard what you see, you have to guard what you feel, and you have to guard your environment and your experiences. So you shouldn't be watching shows that are very sexual in nature and shows that you know you are struggling with lust, you're struggling with pornography, or you're struggling with some sort of um some sort of sin. You shouldn't watch shows that would trigger that. And also on another level, you shouldn't definitely be watching shows that have to do with with witchcraft and demonic activity and so on and so forth. Okay, now you can continue. All right. Yeah, what Tolly said. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? Well, I feel like basically if you know, no, if you know you struggle with something, don't watch something that is going to, don't don't watch something that's going to trigger trigger it. Will take you down a road that will be hard to come back through. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, like, I was watching a show and I thought that, oh, it's fine, right? But then my spirit wasn't comfortable with it. So, and when I say my spirit wasn't comfortable with it, this is a teaching moment. And that's why I'm just making a side note here. Whatever your spirit isn't comfortable with, it should tell you something. That's discernment in action. So when my spirit wasn't comfortable with it, so I shared it with Aura and Aura was like, oh, you need to stop watching that show. And eventually I did because it reached the point where it became very obvious to me that, okay, I cannot watch the show anymore. My spirit is just giving me all sorts of signals and Aura had doing the whole godly friendship thing and keeping me accountable had stood her ground on, okay, you should actually stop watching it. But at the same time, she wasn't judging me, which I think is an angle. Mm, Actually, I was just like, totally why are you watching that show yeah i wasn't i obviously yeah, i'm not judged. i feel like you, nobody should be judged don't judge if you don't want to be judged yeah no i didn't but i was yeah i was more so like why are you even watching that exactly i just had to give you a reality check exactly that's that's Quickly. the whole keeping me keeping me accountable right and, <laughs> what is funny you are keeping me accountable and that's like the whole thing about godly friendships like I need to be able to trust you with information that you would not use against me I didn't feel judged I didn't feel like she was going to use it against me I just felt like I could share it with her and from a very honest trusting place she would be honest with me and she you know she called me out on it like you have no business watching that and I stopped watching it and that's one of the roles of godly friend plays in your life because if I was talking to someone that wasn't in the faith if I was talking to somebody that doesn't have a relationship with God, they wouldn't even understand why I was uncomfortable, right? So they wouldn't even be able to relate. They would think, what's, what actually is the big deal? Because I remember prior to taking my faith seriously, I did a lot of things. I watched a lot of shows that I thought there was nothing wrong with. But that's the whole point. When you come to Christ, he gives you, a, you, you become a new, a new creature. Your spirit becomes alive and you're aware of these things. So like moving on swiftly from that, I think I think we've shared like a lot about godly friendships, don't you, Aura? Haven't we shared a lot? Yeah, loads. Yeah, I feel like we've shared a ton. So we're just gonna start wrapping this up. And I think like you all should definitely share this with your friends, share it with your brothers and sisters, share it with everyone that you know, because I feel like there's actually a lot of valuable information that we've shared in the course of our conversation. Okay, so what I want to ask you now is about relationship advice. Um, What do you think a woman should do when she's in a relationship to make sure that her her life doesn't get swallowed up by her boyfriend or even her husband, right? 
because I think women tend to compromise a lot, and then um, you pop one day and you're just like, oh wow, I've like he's become my life kind of thing. Yeah, that's not very healthy at all. Um, I think it's important to have your own life outside of your relationship. Otherwise, your relationship won't even survive to be very honest. Because if you're, if somebody else sees that, if your significant other sees that your life is engrossed by them, then I feel like the respect factor will go down because they can see you're dependent on them. But if you have your own life, you're able to to maintain your own friendship. If the relationship you're in doesn't work, God forbid then your life still goes on. Your world doesn't fall apart. So you should keep yourself busy, continue working, put yourself in your work, maybe develop like a hobby on the side, in- improve your craft, maybe take courses. There's so many things you can do. There's so many resources out there that are free. There's no reason why one person should take up your whole world unless you're a mother and you have children. It's only your children that should really take up your own role. No, but if I it's think, another human I don't being, think even if yeah. mother or like I think yeah, even, if you just have a newborn kid, Tolly, that mothers become engrossed in that. Like it's yeah, but that kid also is not healthy, you know, because like you neglect your partner and you forget yourself. You know, postpartum depression. Comes yeah, but Tolly, I I know. I'm just saying like that's just the reality of it. And I'm not a mother, so I can't really advise on that. I'm just saying, like, the reality is yeah, when you're a new yet. mother. Yeah, yet. Yeah, I'm not a mother yet. But when you're a new mother, when you've just given birth, you're you're obsessed with your kids. Like, you want to be around your kid 24-7. And that's normal. The fathers do too. And your partner's there anyway. So it's not like you're choosing one over the other. Anyway, yeah. I think you should. Um, there's just so many things to do. There's yeah, so but things. there's no there's no reason you shouldn't attach your importance to an individual. Yeah, because when that individual goes, does that mean your importance goes along with that? Well, for a lot of people, that's what it's Unfortunately, a lot unfortunately, of people yeah, go that. a lot of women you shouldn't. Um, yeah, and it doesn't mean that you should, because in the sense of or in the plight to be an independent woman and not being engrossed by your partner it doesn't mean you should neglect your partner you can do both at the same time you can give your partner love and attention and speak to them you know give them um like some tlc but you also need to maintain your own life and both things can actually take place parallel to each other it doesn't have to be one or the other right and i even think that just to add to what Aurea has said i think that even when you do have babies and you are obsessed with them you have to be careful that they do not swallow your identity as a woman. You don't want to become swallowed in the title of mother. Because I feel like women, unfortunately, women have this tendency to get lost in their emotions. So whether you're in a relationship, you start carrying girlfriend on your head, you start carrying missus on your head. I've heard of stories where a woman will say, don't you know I'm, I'm somebody's wife? And I'm just like, okay, is that the only title that you have to define yourself? Aren't you a businesswoman? Don't you have a degree of some sort? Don't you have other accomplishments that can be used to define you that are not dependent on somebody else? So I think as a woman, it's important to have this self-dependence, right? Or being independent in who you are as a person. And obviously when you become a mother, I'm not a mother yet either. So I don't, I can't particularly speak in depth to that angle, but I do know that it's important that even whatever stage you're at, whatever stage you face, you still have 
your own identity that isn't swallowed up in any other title. And to kind of add to what you said as well, when it comes to balancing your life with a man or your partner or your boyfriend or your husband, I think that in the context of godly relationships, I've definitely seen how um, Ore and I, our friendship has evolved over the years in terms of our history, our, our dating history, and the way we've shared experiences has definitely evolved. Wouldn't you agree, Ore? Like, say, 10 years ago and now, we talk about different things when it comes to men, right? Um, we definitely have yeah. different experiences. And I've seen how, like, I remember there's a particular time that I was, um, when I was dating way back, and um, not that far back, but let's just say in the past, and um, Ore called me out, like, oh, Tolu, you're getting lost in this person. Do you remember that? You may not remember, actually. You actually yeah I do remember that it's just yeah. so easy for it to happen to be honest and it's just yeah. so sad when you see your friend going down that road not because of anything but just because why is this person so important like why is this person so great why, no, but, but the point this, is, why have you, you called this me out on it before yourself not just generally yeah, yeah I know but you called me out that's that's what I'm saying you called me out on it and there have been instances where I've called you out as well but what I'm also trying to highlight is we've been honest enough with each other to not ignore those things right like if I see you doing something with a guy that I don't particularly think is going to be helpful to you I tell you and when you've seen me do the same thing you tell me right so I think that the way we've supported each other over the years has definitely reflected in the nature of our friendship. Does that make sense? Like the way we've supported each other based on the fact that yeah. we are friends and we are godly friends, it's definitely, it's, definitely, it's definitely reflected in the way we advise each other. And I think there's a wisdom that comes with it in getting to know ourselves. Like, you know that, for instance, I know, oh, if I do this thing, I will probably not like it and vice versa, right? So I think that that's, mm. another, that's another value in having a godly friend when it comes to relationships, right? And learning to respect your friend's partner, whoever that may be. But at the same time, making sure that at the end of the day, you are advising your friend in a way that is in their best interest. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, just making sure you were you were listening and you were following what I was saying. So like just the final question and then we'll round this up. I think I honestly think this is a very valuable interview that we've had today. Um, the final thing I want to ask you is how do you think being with someone um, will change your plans for marriage? Because I know as women, right. And in predominant, number of people in my audience are female saved single christians right so like a lot of them want to get married at some point if not now so how do you think finding someone changes your idea of when you want to get married because there's this whole rush factor you reach a certain age especially in our culture as africans you're expected to be married in your latest by your mid-20s right and after that, it's just this whole pressure from family, friends, mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. So how do you think having a godly friend will help you through that process of not settling? Of finding a husband? Finding your husband. No, you're not supposed to be finding your husband. But 
how would your godly friend help you to make sure you do not settle in your in your expectations of being with a husband? Mm. Like for instance, a simple example. Well, I won't be comfortable I guess. if you end up. I wouldn't be comfortable, and I will say it. If you wanted to marry somebody that was an atheist, now obviously, like I'm not, I'm not going to agree to that, right? But somebody else that's not a godly friend would have a would not have a problem with that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'd say they just don't help you remember your standards mm-hmm. and your boundaries and remind you that um, God wants what's best for you and that you shouldn't settle. I think it's literally that simple. Yeah. They can also pray with you if you have a list. Some people have lists um uh, of what they want and there's nothing wrong with that at all so they can pray with you pray with your list and give you um scriptures to pray with or even send you sermons um of oh, encouragement okay. maybe mm-hmm. yeah like testimonies stuff like that or share their experiences yeah i think that's it yeah but that but what you just said is very valuable like in the course of our own friendship i know we definitely share sermons We've shared um, podcasts, right? Shared podcasts. Oh, yeah. Months. We've, so we've shared a, a number of things, like vital information um, when it comes to, like, settling down and choosing, a, and choosing a partner. And sometimes it's not even that serious. Because I even share, like, wedding gowns and all that kind of stuff, right? It's just somebody that you know has your yeah. best interest at heart and, you know, fully supports you. Um, like obviously there are certain people that I wouldn't be comfortable if you were dating them because I know that's way below your standard right that kind of thing and I'm sure like it's the same with me like you would yeah. tell me if and it's not a situation where you would have to if I meet him because I know you I would know does that make sense like because I know you I yeah. know this person is not up to her level that kind of thing and vice versa so I think that's very valuable in a Godly friendship as well, because you also have a relationship with God. So you also have, you have, you are sensitive enough to, in your spirit to know, okay, this person may not be good for my friend, right? Um, I think that's something that also comes with being in a Godly friendship. Do you have anything, any last words to add before we round up? Um, yeah, I think it's so important for young ladies to not get too engrossed or distracted with their goals in life because of a guy, you know. And I think it's important for you to write down what makes you you and then write down what you want to be or qualities you want to have. So for example, say you're not patient at the moment, you can write down patient. Say you're um, not good at sewing, for example, at the moment, you can write down a great tailor. Just write down your goals, write down your visions, and then look at them every pair where you were and where you are now. Write down doing to work towards your goals and, um, yeah, never settle for that. Awesome. I think that's very valuable. Thank you for coming to share with us, Aura. Really appreciate it. Welcome. Awesome.
So you can follow Ore on Instagram at Tammy's Gourmet. That's Tammy. Dot Gourmet. Yeah, yeah. All right, I know. I'm reading it out. <laughs> yeah, well, I listen to it. <laughs> okay, Tammy's Dot Gourmet. Okay. So it's T A double M Y S dot Gourmet, which is G O U R M E T. And I'll have the link to her page down in the description box. She's very good at making gourmet treats. So definitely follow her on Instagram and check out her page. All right. Thank you so much for coming to share with us. Probably have you on again at some point. You're welcome. Okay. Have a nice day. Okay. Wow. Oh, no. All right. Seriously. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Okay. Bye, everybody. Have a nice day. Bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching this, I'm sure that was really helpful to you. That was my very good friend, Ore. Um, I'm sure you'll experience through our banter, let me call it banter, the nature of our friendship. Like we play a lot, but we're also really good friends. Um, And I just thought it would be nice to have her on the podcast to show you how a godly relationship sounds like, to kind of give you a sense of how it looks like. And to be able to share based on our own experiences, both personal and with one another, how a godly relationship can affect and literally increase um, a lot of positive experiences in your life. It's really valuable um, to have godly friends. And once again, just to wrap up, I'm going to mention that godly friends are people that God brings into your life. You just have to walk with him and he introduces you to them. Um, Like I shared in the podcast, I met Ore before I even became as close to God as I am now. But definitely she's one of the people that God has placed in my life. So please share this podcast with your friends. Follow me on Instagram at FandaFling. And also, if you're interested in joining a community of sisters where you share every day, relationship tips are shared on a weekly basis by myself. We've had prayer meetings. We're having our first online meeting. Um, we're even um, having guest speakers come on board. We've already had one guest speaker come and share with us, turn off some men who are desirous of marriage. Then join the Wife in Waiting WhatsApp support group. Honestly, it's a very, very valuable community. There is no day that the ladies do not meet online to share with one another. Every single day, we converge on WhatsApp and share our experiences and our, um, and, 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 and our questions with one another for support. It's just 5,000 Naira. That's about $14 a month to become a member of this group. If you're interested, send me an email at tolu at tolufalode.com and I'll definitely add you to our waiting list so you can join the next batch of subscribers that join our community. That is tolu at tolufalode.com. And seriously, it's just 5,000 Naira a month. That is not expensive at all compared to the enormous value you'll get from this community. You can also check out some of the testimonials I have on Instagram at Fan the Flame, um, where I talk about the benefits of being a member of this community. Now to round up, ladies and gentlemen, we are in a period where there's this pandemic of the coronavirus going around. And this is just a simple word to remind you to wash and sanitize, maintain social distancing, make sure that you do not share utensils, um, make sure that you stay in your houses and so that 
um, to, to make sure that you protect yourselves and you protect your family and loved ones and also your community. Please, 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 let's come together and observe social protocol in this very um, um, on, uncertain time. But at the same time, remember that we are believers. We have um, our, our faith in Christ. We have a relationship with God. So we have nothing to worry about. So it's my sincere advice to you that you spend this time paramountly in God's presence and let him speak to you. Let him speak to your heart and let him direct your steps. Until next time, have a lovely day. God bless you. Bye.